Okay, are you, are you ready? All right, fire that track up. Yeah. Spooky, scary skeletons and shivers down your spine. Shrieking skulls will shock your soul and seal your doom tonight. Spooky, scary skeletons speak with such a screech. You'll shake and shudder in surprise when you hear these zombies shriek. We're so sorry, skeletons, you're so misunderstood. No, no. No, not that one. Not that one. That was stupid. This one. This is the Ninja Test Halloween Special. That, of course, is just to let you folks know that this episode is going to be a little stranger. See what we did there? With the the Stranger Things theme? Yes. Because the episode's going to be Stranger. Yes. Because it's the Halloween. Yes. Uh, See, see, I'm figuring it all out now. (laughs) Figuring it all out now. Uh, We talk about this every year, but I I rank Halloween as mm, a hard... It's hard to go number two or number three. I stand behind my thought that Thanksgiving remains... Untouched and unchallenged is the greatest holiday. Completely, completely shot theorizing. Mm. I can't can't have it. Why not? What's your issue with Thanksgiving? I don't have an issue with Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is too small. It's too small of a holiday. Mm. Too small. It just, I mean, it's not that Thanksgiving is bad, but Thanksgiving cannot compete with a Christmas or a Halloween. Definitely from a prestige factor... Uh, there's a lot more showmanship that goes on for Halloween and Christmas than there does pageantry. For, <laughs> a lot of pageantry, and I do appreciate. I gotta say, uh, our neighborhood here in South Utica, our street neighbors have done some excellent work making their houses. That look one spooky. neighbor diagonal across the street with all the purple lights and mm. the skeleton ghost banshee corpses yeah. hanging from the roof. <laughs> yeah. That guy is doing work. Um, yeah, that dude is that dude's on next level. He's you know really- what I do like about Halloween though? Uh, Halloween is the only one of the holidays like. Not to say that it isn't wholesome, but it's not wholesome the same way that Thanksgiving and Christmas and Easter and all those other ones that come up are. Like, Halloween's the only one that's got that, like, sinister it's edge. It's got the evil. And I really like yeah, it. Yeah, I like look, the evil. <laughs> I think to deny our base human natures of enjoying a little bit of evil here and there is just unnatural, folks. That's life. We're ingrained to have that curiosity about It's nice the- to have one nighttime holiday. Yeah, yeah, nighttime holiday. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a... Uh, it's a bit stranger. Uh, no, oh listen, my God! Listen, Are you, no, no, listen no, if you're done. doing that we're the done. whole episode, no, no, I'm no, done. No, I'm no, out of here. We're done. You and uh, Mara can take it home. <laughs> so yeah, Mara will be on in just a little bit as we get into this week's Halloween episode. Couple Are we quick... calling it the Budacast again this year? We can, if you'd like. I didn't really. I didn't. I wasn't sure. We don't necessarily have to. Okay. It's also sneaky episode number seventy, which is not again. We're not celebrating milestones, but seventy episodes. Nice round number. Yeah. I like a round number. Seventy straight weeks. Seventy straight. How about it? Uh-huh. It's getting there. Um... Yeah, so a couple things I want to talk about. Uh, I'm glad it's not raining. It's uh, it's a Monday afternoon, and it's not raining for the first time in what feels like almost five days. That's true, right? And I don't. That's true. Which is why we sadly had to postpone 
slash cancel the Franklin Square Fright Night. So shout out to the boys from Nomad. Sorry we didn't get to see him again. Yeah, it was a shame. And to be yeah. fair, man, those Nomad guys, they were ready to go. They were going to make a try, <laughs> come hell or high water. But you know what the biggest thing was? Not even the cold or the rain that day, but the gusts of wind, especially as the sunset, because we had that Hoptober um, mm. event outside at the brewery. And, you know, with the sidewalls on the tent and the heaters, it was actually really warm. We had a good turnout, a lot of fun, all that stuff. But as the sun went down, that wind was kicking up. And if you had that screen up there in the wind, that's a broad side for the wind to blow against. Mm. Uh, shout out to good friend of the pod, uh, Mark Simon. Uh, every week for the last 70 episodes, Mark Simon has been sending the same mailbag question, which is just, what are you guys going to talk about this wind? And I never understood what he meant or why he kept sending it. Uh, but today is the first time I noticed it's windy as hell out there lately, man. Like, the wind is brutal. Last few days. Is that a real thing? He does that? He loves it. He loves it. He's been trying for months to get us to talk about the wind. Oh, man. We had, I'll tell you what, though, it's coming. It's been crazy. We have a tree uh, near my work or back on the property somewhere mm. that one of my coworkers uh, usually parks underneath. It just happens to be the spot where they park every day. Wind was gusting the other day. Another one of the kids on the staff said he heard, like, the tree, he heard it crack, went out there, a whole bunch of the bark was off. It looks like limb is coming down. Mm. It's definitely been no joke with the wind the last bunch of oh, days. Yeah. Like the windows are rattling in the house. Perfect for Halloween, though. Very it's spooky. Great. Watching like scary movies at night with the window panes rattling. Uh, because the wind has been picking up and because the chill is definitely in the air, it's been very cold. I've been Yo, very cold lately. The uh, weather has finally changed. I think it was like 80 last week when we did the show. Yeah, it was 80 last week Damn and now it's in the 45s-ish. Uh, so it's got my mind... It can't be the 45s. 45 is one 45. thing. It can be the 40s, the 45s. Um, so... It's got me thinking about a lot of seasonal things. One, okay. number one, we need to get wood for this fireplace. True. Desperately. It is True. now fireplace season. If we have any listeners out there who are a guy or know a guy or yes. a gal who cut cords of wood. The wood guy. Uh, Uticast Studios, Made in Utica headquarters are all looking for cords of wood for the winter, so get at us. And just so you know, we respect wood. We're not just here willy-nilly. We, we respect wood. I don't know what that is that you're doing, but yeah, we need some wood to burn. From Kirby Enthusiast. Oh, uh, and then also... Uh, Kevin, right now, if you hear, folks, if you hear us seeming a bit anxious to get done this evening, it's because Kevin, earlier today, put on a delightful pot roast. That's true. In the crock pot. That's the crock pot pot roast going on right now. It goes. It's uh, as soon as the weather changes. It's so funny. The yes. second the weather changes, you want that like <laughs> stick to your ribs. That like pot roast and like soups and stews and mm. chili and, and everything like that. And you made a comment about it last night, and you said, "I think we're gonna make we're gonna make pot roast tomorrow." And I've literally been thinking about it. All day long. Like, it's been on my brain all day about how much I'm going to enjoy this pot roast. And it got me thinking of something that we've talked about a little bit on and off. Why don't we use the crock pot more often? It's a delightful device. Uh, because the crock pot involves planning ahead. <laughs> yeah, you know what our... We're not always the planning ahead type. No, that's no, true. No, but really, like, that's the thing. I mean, this crock pot's going to be ready at about 8.30, 9 o'clock tonight. I'll put it in at noon. Mm. And so I think that's the thing. A lot of times, by noon, we're both at work and not home for a long time, so... You can't really start it at like four or five or six when mm. one of us gets home, and nobody's really putting crockpot together at like seven thirty in the morning before anybody goes to if work. If I had the manual dexterity and, and perpetuity to get up there in the morning and and get that crockpot ready before going to work, that would be a power move. I do not have that in me. My willpower is shit. No, no, I can tell you have no willpower in the Zero morning. Zero willpower. This is the- how I know you like to talk about pulling back the curtains. I leave about an hour after you for work every day. Every morning I come out for work. Every cupboard in the bathroom is open. Everything is there. The lights are on. The doors are open. I can tell you get up. You're like, I have X amount of time storming through the house. All this. I'm not taking no, any here's time for is. finer things. I have I have a set amount of time that I have set out for what it takes me to get done during the day. Oh, so you're on like a stopwatch clock. I'm on a stopwatch clock. 
However, I am bad at staying to these arbitrary time limits I give myself. <laughs> so if it's so, let's say it's seven eight, seven o'clock, and I just got out of the shower and I'm all dressed and I'm reading the news. I say, all right, I'm gonna read the news until ten after seven, and then. At 15 after 7, I say, <laughs> all right, I'm just going to finish this article, and then I'll get dressed and go to work. Uh, but yeah. That's me with my snooze alarm in the morning. You know, I, this is a real thing. It sounds like a humble brag. It's not. I've not set an alarm for over, like, two weeks now. I've just been waking up. Like, I, I know it's living on the edge, but I swear to God, I wake up every morning now at, like, 6 a.m. No, I noticed that because I was off today, and still it was probably, like... My alarm normally goes off at right about 8. Today at about 8.30, I just snapped right yeah, up. And yeah, yeah. And here we are. Because I, I, back in the day, if I forgot to set that alarm in the morning. Done. Shot. I might I'm wake done. up next Thursday. Yeah, it could be noon for all I know. Like, honestly, but nowadays, if I'm up regardless whether I want to be or not. So, all right, good. That's all the non-Halloween stuff we have to talk about today. But seasonal. 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 Certainly seasonal. Uh, but let's uh, let's bring Mara in. It's about that time to get into the Halloween spectacular portion of this week's episode. Um, oh, and I didn't really mention it besides the intro. We have Jordan Peters here on this week. Uh, Jordan Peters talking about the Boilermaker with us. He's looking for volunteers, talking about the history. This is Boilermaker 40 coming up. I didn't even remember that. That's crazy. Time. 40 years of the Boilermaker? 40 years of Boilermaker. Oh, man. Makes me feel young for the first time in months. <laughs> months, <laughs> months and months and months. Uh, so, yeah, we got Mara coming up in just a minute. Jordan Peters after that. We'll be right back with the rest of the Halloween Spectacular. favorite Halloween tracks ever. That's from the classic film, Phantasm. Yeah. Do you think yeah. anybody else is going to know what that is? Yes. I think Tim Schramm will know what that is. Do and you know I th- Yeah. And I okay. think Thomas D. will know what that is. Because okay. me and Thomas have definitely had conversations. That album, that Phantasm soundtrack, is actually considered, until it got reissued just recently, was considered one of the more rare vinyls you could find. It's, it's very, it's a collector's item. Look at you. Yeah, man. <laughs> I know stuff about stuff. Uh, Mara, Mara's here. How you doing, Mara? I am so good. How are you? I'm excellent. Good. I need to talk to you about something, though. Uh, we, Me and Kevin were just talking this before you came over. You messaged me on Facebook Messenger. Yes. And I ignored it and sent you a message via iMessage, yes, via text did. message. Yes, you did. Now, I don't want you to be offended. The reason I did this is I'm trying to change the conversation point. Because I'm not good at Facebook Messenger. It's I'm the worst. Either. Yeah, it's, it's really difficult. Worst. I don't know why people use it all the time. <laughs> I was oh. trying to get, so I'm trying to move you back over to a text-based. I okay. only we just do downloaded that. Messenger a couple of months ago. I held out for so long, and it just became too much of a hassle. You couldn't go on the web anymore, and I had to download it. It's the worst. It's not. It's not, not a fan. lot of fun. All right, guys. So it's the Halloween spectacular. Uh, Mara, you had mentioned that you are a big Halloween person. You, I love Halloween more than anything. Is it your number one holiday? We talked about this last segment. Yeah, probably Halloween and New Year's. New Year's? Yeah. Well, it's really? Like wow. six days before my birthday. So. Okay. All right. Yeah. See, I dislike New Year's more because it's close to my birthday because I'm 10 days away. Really? From, yeah, I'm January 10th. So by the time Christmas has come around and then New Year's has come around, 
no one has any money or any gusto to do anything for my birthday. Like everyone was kind of out of it. So everyone's like, worn out. Yeah, I swear to God that this is not a knock. Uh, my friends Adam and Dorothy in New York. It was after like we we went out for New Year's Eve. We went out for Christmas. My birthday was like the weekend, like two weekends afterwards. And I was like, guys, you want to go get some dinner? They're like, we're just broke. And I'm like, Aww. I was like, guys, I'll pay for my own birthday dinner. Let's just go get something to eat. I that definitely paid sense. for my own birthday dinner. Definitely done that before. What a guy. What a guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, guys, let's get into some Halloween questions. You guys ready? I'm, I'm so ready. Prepared. I'm all ready right. for Halloween all year round. First one is sent in by maybe the number one, the, the number one person who's ready for Halloween more than anyone I ever met. Our good oh. friend of the pod, Jill Ducato. She's one of those people who has multiple Halloween costumes per year. What's your take on multiple Halloween costumes? Um, for anyone that can do it, good for you. I can't. I can't even find one. Yeah, <laughs> one. I'm in that same boat. Like I don't even. I can't. I can barely cobble together <laughs> one costume, let alone like have costume changes and like themes and like whole different stretches of things. More power to you. Uh, she was. She was. We went to it. Me and. Uh, her and I and uh, Mark Simon and uh, Mr. Parkinson went to a Halloween party a couple days ago, and I had to pull out an old-time costume that I've worn for the last few years because <laughs> my new one hasn't come in the mail yet. I did the same thing this weekend. Yeah, recycled costume. You yeah. wear that Liverpool soccer kit every chance you get. I gotta say, I gotta say, <laughs> this is probably... The, shin guards and everything. This is the third year that I've went full kit to some event for a Halloween thing, and this year it... Kind of was had worn out its welcome. I I personally was like I would like to have a different costume. Didn't you bring a soccer ball to the dev last year? No. Okay. So last year <laughs> I had two costumes. I went with the soccer ball, full kit, and whenever someone would say something about it, I would point at them and hold the soccer ball in like an athletic fashion. That oh was my, my response. And then halfway through the night, I went outside and changed into luchador costume, and then came back in a different costume. That's I, right. You did a costume change. Costume change. Night. You're a maniac. Wow, yeah. that's impressive. And yeah. only a few people realized that it was me under the mask. It was obvious. If you looked, most people were probably drunk. It was the dev late at night. So. <laughs> Shout out to the dev. Mission um, accomplished. So what's the question? Oh, so Jilly Dukes' question. This is a, uh, a theoretical question, I suppose. Would you rather be a vampire, werewolf, or witch? Vampire, werewolf, or witch. Mara, take it away. Um, Vampire. Why vampire? Uh, well, I well, okay. The werewolf, you gotta you gotta get all the hair. I don't have that. Mm. I have it on my head. I don't have it anywhere else. I'd have to get chest hair, which isn't really flattering for a woman. I think what they're saying, not as a costume, I mean as a lifestyle. <laughs> oh, choice. as a lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. yeah you have as to a be lifestyle. One of those three oh, then still a vampire. Vampire. Yeah. I think vampire is the easy answer here, right? It is the easy answer. It's you don't have to morph. Every night. Have you seen it when they morph into a werewolf? I'm it's familiar. incredibly painful. <laughs> Why would I choose that? Well, okay, the only way that I would go... All right, I'll, I'll, make, I'll play devil's advocate for werewolf, and I'm just going to say Teen Wolf. Because Michael J. Fox and Teen Wolf, if you're now that you're kind of werewolf... Teen Wolf. <laughs> if you're a Teen Wolf-style werewolf, where you seem to be still pretty cool, and most of your high school thinks you're cooler because you're a werewolf, and you gain basketball skills, that seems like a win-win. <laughs> Uh, and then, you know, and he learned from being a werewolf. It was a benefit for him. So from my end, I'm taking Teen Wolf-style werewolf as my choice. See, I think you're missing it. The The best part about werewolf would be that you could still be a normal person some of the time. With a vampire, you're just a vampire. You have to commit to it. And vampire seems like the attractive choice. I like nighttime better anyway. You're just out there, like, being a vampire, living forever, doing whatever you want. It seems like a really nice lifestyle. I'm going to advocate for witch. 
If you could be a witch and just mostly go about your business but have powers and have the ability to influence things and pull it out when you need it, that seems like it would be pretty cool. And you don't have to be immortal, I don't think. Like a vampire, that seems like it would be the tough thing. I'm a vampire. I've been alive for 600 years. Yeah. Seems like when it gets hard. I don't be around that long. The only way... I would be inclined to pick vampire, but I could make a case for a witch. The only... See, my problem with witch is that witch is very undefined. Am I like uh, a witch from like the movie The Craft? Or am I like the Wicked Witch from the West from the Wizard of Oz? There's a broad scale of witch. I guess you would a broad... be very campy. You would be the Wizard <laughs> hey, of Oz. I would be very, <laughs> a very hammy witch. Yeah, painted green, just yelling and screaming yeah. in a cardboard forest. I'm not going to use the male derivative wizard either because that's dumb. I guess. Well, because I would Harry Potter be a... has ruined wizards for everybody. He has ruined wizards for everybody. Absolutely. Oh, can I tell you guys something sad? My nephew, I love him. He's the greatest thing that's ever happened in the world. He's brilliant and smart and good in music, but now. He's addicted to the Harry Potter books oh, no. all of a sudden. And my sister's like, it's so great. He loves to read. I'm like, Ugh, give him something else. Something else. Uh, so it's your out. job to get him books. It is my job to get him books. Yep. From here on out. Now. All right, so you're taking Vampire then, yes. Mara? Yes, absolutely. I'm sticking with Teen Wolf. Uh, and Kev, you're, are you going with witch or vampire? I would have to go vampire. I'm more comfortable with the idea of being a vampire. Mm. I've given more thought to it. I think I'd be ready. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I'm taking T. I, I just got to say, my problem with vampire... Is like the only way I could be a vampire is if I was doing it on my terms. I'm probably not gonna like wear black and be super gothic. I'm already kind of pale. If I could just be like a dirty hipster vampire and wear like flannel, go look in your closet. You're wearing <laughs> be all, all black. black right now. This is green, gray, black, okay. light gray, and black shoes. Oh, that doesn't count. Right. Shoes don't count. Uh, all right, so. Guys, I pulled together uh, a composited list on the internet today since we're talking about um, talk about Halloween about the most popular. Halloween costumes of 2016. And do you guys have costumes yet? Sam, I know you have a costume. I have a costume on the way. And, Mar, you do not have a costume. I'm actually looking for ideas for a costume for this weekend. So, hmm. so if any listeners want to tell Mara what to be for Halloween, get at her on Twitter. No clown. And tell her what no she should be. No clowns. No we'll, clowns. We'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's bust through a couple of these. These are the top, I think I said 10 I think it's 10. All right, top let's go ahead. Top 10 this year? Uh, these are top 10 that I found composited from various sources across the internet. Uh, number 10, Olympic gymnast uh, Simone Biles. Oh, going countdown style. Yeah, number 10, Simone Biles. That's a very popular costume this really? year. Really? Yeah. Oh, I did not see that coming. Okay. Well, there you go. Right. <laughs> I, I don't know if I could pull that one off. I don't think I, I don't <laughs> no. know. I don't know if that one's for me, guys. Uh, <laughs> let's go to number nine then, uh, Pokemon Go Trainer. Oh, oh, God, no. that's disgusting. Let it die. It's over. <laughs> it's done. It's over. Yeah, uh, yeah, I feel like that one's a little bit past its expiration date right now. It was. Yeah. It was. If this was, if it was two months ago and it was Halloween, this would be hot. It'd be hot. <laughs> got to. That's about it. Uh, number eight, uh, Beyonce in the Lemonade video is very popular so, as well. No, I I don't really again I am really it seems like disappointed a very, with it seems these. like a very specific costume I don't know like, that's very very I'd never specific. be able to pick that out in a room full of people again don't think that one's for me no no uh, kind of far from it more of a you know I'm more of a I guess I could do like a like a J-Lo type vibe, right? No? Like the open what? front like the open front dress <laughs> from back in the day. You remember that was the hot the costume? What? You remember that back in the I day? Would yeah, love, no. I would love to know what it is in your head that makes you think that you're like a J-Lo. Because <laughs> well, Trey and Matt Parker from South Park wore those dresses once, and that was funny. All right, all right. So let's move oh on God. from Beyonce. All right, number seven. Uh, and seven is just a composite because I saw a lot of Star Wars stuff. Star Wars is everywhere. I guess any sort of Star Wars costume. Do you support that? Sure. I support Star Wars. If people get it, it's not my cup of tea, but people seem to like it quite a bit. It's a shame because you would be an incredibly intimidating Darth Vader. 
You're, you're, if I could get the full costume, like that looks like the movie, I would wear. Yeah, I would get a lot of use out of that. Like Darth Maul. It wouldn't Darth be Maul. Darth Maul would be great. I That'd would be, shave my yeah, head, and that's sweet. a non-starter. The Darth Maul thing gets into a greater question about painting your face. Yeah. I don't know how chill I am about having my whole face. You you did your face painted last year, right? For Frankenstein, you know yeah. what my thing is. I would do it. I would have no problem with full face paint, but I'm not good enough at it. Your beard. To you know, the beard is a big yeah, thing beard too. Is like tough. now that I have yeah. a beard. But even still, I'm not good enough at, like, makeup and face paint to make it look like anything other than me smearing a bunch of stuff all over my face. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you could um, go to somebody and get the full Darth Maul makeup, that'd be amazing. Yeah. You can get that out for a Saturday night. But, like... <laughs> uh, number six, Harley Quinn. Oh, I thought that would be number one, to be honest. Yeah. I, figured, I figured that would be high up there. Yeah. Uh, Harley Quinn is fine. I've already seen a lot of Harley Quinn, like around this year it seems like that movie was very popular it seems like everywhere yeah it's, it's gonna everywhere. be everywhere yeah. harley quinn uh number five this one's interesting i've seen a lot of people with just snapchat filters as a costume people Ridiculous. have been very creative with that i've seen emojis emojis yeah. and snapchat filters yeah. very popular this year very meta that's kind of funny though i'm into a funny halloween costume you can get creative with is it. that a funny halloween costume <laughs> it's a clever it depends what is filter it? <laughs> is it is it clever yeah, if you've got the dog face filter, you're just... Dog uh, face filter. Can't have it. Basic. <laughs> number, number what filter would you have if you were going to be a Snapchat for Halloween? What um, filter? The, the one that's throwing up the rainbows. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen that one as a face painting. People are painting the rainbow <laughs> on their chin and down their neck. That's that kind of good. That's hysterical. I think you just got yourself a Halloween costume. That's pretty good. Just paint the rainbow down. Yeah, but... <laughs> for me, I think... Work. I think it's the temperature. I'll just have, like, the temperature in front of me the whole night. Oh <laughs> That's a good one, right? That's a good idea. <laughs> Get the miles per hour. Miles per hour. Zero miles per hour on my shirt. Just sitting down idea. 99 miles an hour. Uh, uh, okay, so let's go. Number four, uh, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters be big this year because yeah, of the movie. Good. Ghostbusters is a good group costume. I was yeah. just going to say, squad costume is like when you are when you have a whole bunch of people and you're going out for Halloween and you're young, there's nothing better than getting like a great group costume. Yeah. But then you need friends. So, like a lot mm. of them that all want to do the same thing. True. That's uh, hard. Last year when Higgins was on the show, we had talked about uh, girl, boy, boy, three-person costumes. Like what's a good group costume, Uticast costume? I don't know if we ever came up with a good answer, there's right? Three Blind Mice is cute. I saw that one. Three Blind and Mice. And it's just a bunch of people with mice, like with mouse costumes, with uh, canes, walking canes, and glasses. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> that's adorable. That's, that's pretty good. <laughs> Uh, I guess, like, theoretically, we could go as mixed Ghostbusters now, right? Like, group yeah. of Ghostbusters. Absolutely. A lot of my buddies in high school did Nickelodeon game shows, oh, so they got, like, the Guts man. uniform or yeah, Legends cool. of the Hidden Temple. Legends of the Hidden Temple would be amazing. That's pretty good. That's a really good <laughs> idea. Good. Okay, I'm going to... Put that well, in my brain tank. Uh, number three. This one I added on because Mr. Maiden Utica, Justin Parkinson, went as it for Halloween this year. He just went as TV's BoJack Horseman. Oh, my Which God. was, he went and got a horse mask and then a blazer and a sweater. And it was hilarious. Oh, my God. It's a nice, way to, a, it's a nice way to repurpose all those horse masks that were really popular a couple years ago. Where it was got, like, in the back of a closet somewhere. Yeah. Like, and, and trot this out this year. No yeah, but, pun intended. Yo. Trot. Pun. I got it. Oh. Uh, number two is a combination of Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. Um, bonus points if you go as a husband-wife couple, Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton. Okay. That's a power move. I can accept that one. I think that's pretty good. I think it's low-hanging fruit. <laughs> I think there's a lot of comedy potential for either a couple who doesn't get along in that costume, who's arguing, or a couple who's really into each other making out. And there's a lot of comedy to be found either right. way with that costume. That's a good point. Uh, and number one, 
because I've already seen a couple of them this year. Hashtag fix out for Harambe. Harambe the gorilla, number one, <laughs> number one Halloween costume of the year, guys. So overdone. Yo, I the only way it works is if you get like a full no joke gorilla costume. Like you have to be out there, not one of those cheap looking ones that looks like a gorilla that a five year old drew. Like if you get a full like <laughs> yeah, semi animatronic Hollywood grade gorilla suit, yeah, that's cool. God bless you. Go do your thing. You're doing great work out there. Um, but I went to that Halloween party and there was a guy dressed as Harambe and he had basically the the onesie uh, pajama style costume. Ooh, that looks comfy. With the hood over the top as Harambe. Yeah. And what pissed me off the most about it is that I have a onesie hooded dinosaur with spikes coming in the mail and I really am annoyed that I missed out on a good King Kong versus Godzilla photo opportunity oh. uh, and it really made me angry. Would have been like the Rampage video game? The Rampage video game <laughs> in real life. Um, That's so, a big miss. It's a big miss. I'm that, really... I mean, if I were you, that would haunt me. I'm really annoyed. Like, I'm surprised if you've even slept um. since then. <laughs> so, guys, I'll tell you about one Halloween costume that you are not going to see at pretty much any party this year and that is a clown. I think this is the year that you're not allowed to dress as a clown, right? Disagree. I think a lot of people are going to be dressed as clowns. I actually saw two at Party City the other day. Really? Yeah. Like, it was actually really uncomfortable. It's edgy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, in the middle of the day. Like, it wasn't the weekend. It was in the middle of the day. <laughs> they were at Party City. <laughs> Have we... We've never really discussed the clown epidemic on the, the show. The clown... The clowning? The clowning. It's the, the clowning. Is that what we're calling it? <laughs> yes. I'm going to continue calling it the clowning. Um, uh, look... I don't particularly like clowns, but I think that being scared of clowns is kind of an overhyped thing, right? Now it is. Now it is, right? Like I was, I think I was scared of clowns for a very brief moment as a young person, but I'm not afraid of clowns. I do find this new trend of clowns unsettling though, mm -hmm. and it has given clown costumes additional edge that maybe it had lost over the last few years, right? I had actually heard that they stopped selling clown masks at Target. That makes sense. Yeah, which I think is a good move. For somebody like them, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm probably on the other side of most of the people. I love these clowns. Yeah, I you're into this the is, I think this is amazing. It's so funny <laughs> to me. clown. It's so funny. <laughs> like, I no. get such a kick out of it because I have friends. Like, a good friend of ours, our pal Steve, is really scared of clowns. Cannot see them. Doesn't like them on TV. He's always been that way ever since he, like, I've known him. We've known him 15 years Watching those people freak out thinking about clowns walking around in the field across like the street or whatever, something like that is hilarious to me. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it's funny until there's an actual psychopath in the clown. And my problem is that you can't distinguish one from the other. Yes. And that's what bothers me. Yeah. Of course. And you that's know? and that's what I'm saying is given clown costume that a little bit of edge that I don't feel comfortable with right yeah. now. Uh, but that being said, I just, I don't know, man. I, I feel like if you go to a Halloween party now in a clown costume, you got to kind of be ready to to catch some flack for it, right? Yeah, absolutely. People are going to be on you about well, that. I suppose you got to go in there with a really good attitude, let them know that you're a happy clown. Like, no, we're, we're partying here. I'll well, just, we're hanging out. Let's you know, if, if you're going to be a clown, clown. because you want to be a clown for Halloween, that's fine. But if you're being a clown because you know that people are uncomfortable with clowns now because they think mm. they're going out killing people and you just want to terrorize people and make them uncomfortable, mm. that's what I don't like. The best costume is to dress up like a clown version of Donald Trump with a t-shirt and a hat to say, make clowns great again and go out there and be in a really <laughs> yes. good mood. That's <laughs> like a really good cool. Halloween endeavor. So we talked just to trying to bring back good clowns for the people last year we mentioned uh, a friend of ours our buddy big game james who showed up at a halloween party 
in oh, a full man. face mask and didn't say a word to anybody. No, nope. like he an old in, man like mask. An old man mask and like uh, overalls and a flannel and like a big fat gut. And he just sat down and started reading the magazines on the table. And for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, he didn't talk to anybody. And we watched, me and Kevin, through the window of the front porch, this happen. And we watched the entire party get more and more unsettled. <laughs> yeah. and People it, got worked up. Like, he finally, was, like, he wouldn't speak to anybody. Nobody knew who it was. And he was just sitting there. And everybody in the party, it went from, like, ha, ha, yeah, it's funny. Who is it? To people, like, who? Like, girls were, like, freaking this? out. People I would were like, freak who out. is this guy? Um, it was amazing. I was so sad when he revealed himself. <laughs> if you do that with a clown costume this year, that's... Even more powerful. That's a that's a dangerous move. You're kind of asking for it. You're asking point. for it. Don't do that with a clown costume. No. Don't take my advice. Tough buddy. time for the Juggalos, uh, probably. Tough time <laughs> for the juggalos. Uh, if I never thought there would be, a t- I thought it was already a tough time to be a Juggalo, but it's got to be even worse at this point. Uh, guys, so uh, to get into the Halloween spirit, Kevin and I earlier this week watched a uh, a Halloween film. Uh, it was called Scream Two. It was a. D- Have you seen I feel that? Like we watched the first twenty minutes we of Scream the- Two on it. accident. I can't do it. Uh, Scream Two was pretty bad. Uh, well, one of the things that uh, that was interesting about Scream Two is it uses a song that you're going to hear in just a minute, "Red Right Hand" by Nick Cave. This was your pick for this week's. For this I week think it was this- just in the first Scream. I remember from the first Scream oh. when they're having the curfew after the first person gets killed. It's a very mm. distinct song in that movie. I loved that movie when I was a kid. Mm. That's exciting. I liked the first Scream movie a lot when I was a kid. The second one, we just sort of watched it and kind of. I might go back and watch the rest of it because I was kind of intrigued by it. Actually, there were a lot of people in that movie who were stars back then who are not stars now. Yeah, for a reason. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyhow, uh, so after, uh, so I just want to point that out because after we go to our interview that's coming up with Jordan Peters, you're gonna hear that tight, tight track. It's from Scream. Just so you know. I can't wait to hear you segue the Boilermaker into Halloween. I'm not going to. We're just going to get no, into I'm the just interview. Jumping right in. <laughs> no, uh, we're going to go to this week's interview. Uh, this week's interview is with Jordan Peters. He is the new sponsor and marketing specialist for the Boilermaker 15K Road Race. Uh, he was a wonderful guy. He played hockey around here. He's a big sports fan. He's a huge Pearl Jam fan. I asked him some Halloween questions. We asked about the lightning round, and we talked about Boilermaker 40, which is coming up this summer. Super crazy. Let's get into our interview with Jordan Peters, and we'll be back with some more spooky stuff. Sunday morning as I I always pull back the curtain on the show more than I should. It's a beautiful Sunday morning here in the city of Utica. Uh, and you, uh, Jordan Peters, were nice enough to come by on this beautiful day off. What would you have otherwise been doing on this beautiful Sunday morning? If you didn't get me out here, I'd probably just be sitting on my couch watching football right yes. now. So. Yes, there is live football being, being shown in the green room as well, my Buffalo Bills. <laughs> uh, you're a Giants fan. You were up early for the London game, eh? 
Um, yeah, yeah, I, I was, uh, yeah, I missed most of it. Had to, you know, do the duties, go to breakfast with my girlfriend and oh, all yeah. that. But, yeah. uh, Nothing wrong with that. Had my phone <laughs> out and I uh, was monitoring every play pretty much and especially how it impacted my fantasy team. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got, uh, I've been slowly checking my fantasy team all morning. Sometimes what I have to do with that is I have to just uh, ignore the fact that football is going on. I, whenever I watch, it's always bad. Whenever I just know that I have players playing, I'll go do something else. I'll well, do the dishes. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. You really have no control over it. So I know, yeah. but I'm neurotic, and I can't help but yeah. think that. Uh, Jordan Peters, you are the uh, you are the sponsor and marketing specialist for the Boilermaker Road Race, and uh, we're happy to have you here today. Glad um, to be here. Oh, it's a real pleasure. And again, I see you wore your, you can't see it on the video, you have the good Comets colored flannel. It's very on brand. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Big Comets fan as well. <laughs> Big sports fan. <laughs> All right, well, let's uh, let's go back a little bit. We're going to start off uh, with your story. Uh, Jordan, where are you originally from? Where were you born? I'm from the area. Um, mm. Went to New Hartford High School. Nice. Um, went to, uh, yeah, yeah, Spartan. <laughs> yep. Um, played hockey for New Hartford. Um, mm. Graduated in 2006. Went to SU. Um, really been out there for pretty much the past decade because nice. uh, just came back fall of 2016. So actually, when I think about it, um, 10 years out in Syracuse. So Nice, 10 years. Yeah. Syracuse is a great city. I love I love spending yeah. time in Syracuse. Yeah, yeah Syracuse is great. Um, it's uh, it's very similar to Utica. I mean, a lot of the, you know the problems they've had over the last half century are pretty much the same, and oh, yeah. their their renaissance, which are happening like right now, mm. are kind of following similar trajectories. So it's mm. interesting to spend so much time out there and then come back here and see what's going on. Uh, I want to come back to the New Harper thing for a second. You uh, you played hockey out there? Um, I played hockey in New Hartford, and then I played uh, at Syracuse as well. Nice. They just um, they're not a NCAA team. They're, right. Uh, they they have a club hockey team. Sure. Um. So uh, yeah, I played on that. That was fun. Um, yeah. I see a lot of hockey stuff. I had to do my my journalistic research before you came on. So I had to. <laughs> that means I, Facebook stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Facebook stalking. Yeah. Yes, of course. Um. So you went to you went to Syracuse after you were at New Hartford. Oh, before we move on, you still play tight with New Hartford folks. You still got friends around Absolutely. the area. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the best things about coming home is I still know tons of people yeah. around here. So my social life has actually gotten better in the past couple of weeks since we went home, <laughs> which is nice. You know, it's funny. I, I did. The, I was in New York City for like seven years and then came back, and it was sort of the same thing. I forgot yeah. how many people around here I still knew. Yeah. And and to be honest, this is a a very friendly region more often than not. It, like, it really I, is. I don't know if people from the outside know that, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's funny though. Cause it, so back in the day when we used to play with bands, me and Kev, the other host of the show, we would meet a lot of people from different, uh, states. Mm-hmm. And when you tell people you're from New York, they automatically think New York city right. and they're automatically right. Like nervous. From, yeah. <laughs> nervous yeah. They're like, Whoa, wait, 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 New York, huh? Yeah. I'm like, trust me. It's like, Oh yeah, believe me. <laughs> I've heard stories about um, people get athletes getting recruited to SU, and you know mm. they, you know, from uh, Florida or whatever, yeah. and they come up and think, oh yeah, Syracuse, New York. I mean, that must be like a subway ride away from the city, right? <laughs> and they're they're in for a shock when they get to campus. It would be tight if there was a, a Utica to Syracuse subway. I would take that all the time. <laughs> so you uh, you went to Syracuse for school. What did you What did you study out there? I was an English major in undergrad. English so, major, nice. Yeah, highly useful skill set. And I mean that completely sarcastically. <laughs> yeah. No, honestly, I had no idea what I wanted to do or anything like that. Um, I just knew, you know, I guess I'm a relatively good writer. And I, uh, I guess I lacked a little bit of direction. I thought, mm. you know, communication skills, writing ability, those things will never go out of style. So, mm. um, 
And uh, so, yeah, I, major, or I uh, majored in English as an undergrad, and then I uh, just got my master's degree this past spring, actually, from SU. I did that oh, while nice. I was working there. Uh, what was your master's in? Uh, it's a new program called Sport Venue and Event Management. Nice. So people nice. who want to be involved in the sports industry or, uh, you know, facility management specifically oh, wow. nice. or whatever you want to make of it, really. But, mm. uh, yeah. See, the English one hits home. I was a history major, which is yeah. another which is another very broad <laughs> degree. Yeah. Lost souls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think and I, I relate a lot to English because I think about it, the things I liked about history in mm-hmm. high school, the things I liked about English were all sort of the same. A lot yeah, absolutely, in, yeah. in the sort of creative storytelling part of your brain. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I know a lot of English majors who could have been history majors, a lot of history Oh, majors. absolutely. I could, yeah, I could definitely have seen myself going that <laughs> route. Yeah. Uh, so after so after you graduate from Syracuse, um, you stuck around Syracuse for a while. You had a job, as I see here, as the assistant director of recreational services there. Correct. Yeah. yeah. yeah what did that entail? I've been doing that for the past five years. Um, really what I did on a day-to-day basis was manage the ice rink, which is a... Uh, which, mm. which falls under the category of recreation services. But I was an assistant director, so I really helped out um, the department in uh, putting on uh, wellness events throughout mm-hmm. the year and orientation events, stuff like that. Nice. Uh, and you just recently uh, moved over to start working for the Boilermaker as yeah. the uh, sponsored marketing specialist. How did that all come together? I mean, you know, just uh, pretty much how anybody gets any job, yeah. found <laughs> it, applied for it, and interviewed a few times, and, uh, you know, I... I'm honored to be here. Um, I, well before I ever thought that I would be working for the Boilermaker, I was a participant in it. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just, mm. that was always something that I looked forward to coming home for. Um, it kind of became mm. sort of de facto little reunion, mm. yeah. you know, between my friends and all of, I, all of us who, uh, you know, went around the country for sure. jobs or whatever. Everybody came back for Boilermaker Weekend. Yeah, Boilermaker. It's kind of a unique uh, a unique, unique thing. It's kind of Utica Pride Day as far as I can tell. We we always go back and forth um, with Boilermaker stuff about that. I, I always go out and say it's probably my particular favorite event because I all there's a lot of great events the city does, but there's yeah. something about the Boilermaker particularly that yeah. allows a yeah. very singular uniqueness. Maybe it's because, it really is. It's yeah. because it flows through the whole city. Oh, my God, yeah. Um, I've, I've run it three years in a row. I have to tell you, if I run it for number 40, and I'm tempted. I want to run. Yeah. Number 40, it's a big year. I'm going to have to really do some work this year. Last year was not. <laughs> oh, what are you kind of flying by the seat of your pants? Or? Sometimes, you know, look, I, I ran the first t- two years yeah. I did it, you know, and I was like, okay, this is this is pretty good. This isn't mm-hmm. as bad as I thought it was yeah. going to be. And I probably should not have had that mindset going into this year. I was like, yeah. it's not as bad as I think it's going to be. Yeah, you got a little no. overconfident, maybe? Overconfident, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know, it's a it's a really nice distance, honestly. Like it is. you don't have to go crazy or be like some kind of phenomenal endurance athlete to run it, but it is challenging enough that you really feel like you did accomplish something when you're done. You know, and a lot. What what strikes me is is interesting about it, and this is something I think about during the race. When I run the Boilermaker Road Race, I grew up in this town. I grew mm-hmm. up in South Utica. Yeah. Um, you know. When you run through the city, it doesn't seem so far because you're just thinking about landmarks, exactly. right? I'm like, oh, yep. I'm just running from, from you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, to Proctor High School to MV yeah, yeah. to South Utica, then I'm going to Fax, then I'm going to yeah. St. Luke's, then I'm almost there, yeah. right? But for somebody who, a lot of people, most do most people who run it not live in the city? Like, obviously, the ratio must be. I feel like it must. No, be I mean, yeah, most of most of our runners are from the yeah. Mohawk Valley. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it well, it's still the people who come in from outside the Mohawk Valley it yeah. offers a really nice opportunity to yeah. see the yeah. different areas of the city in yeah. a beautiful way. Oh my God! And it puts the city in such a good light. Yeah. I mean, it really does. Mm-hmm. I mean, every single every single lawn is 
you know, people are coming out and supporting it. And I've run other races, and it is truly unique in that respect. Mm-hmm. I mean, any other race, there are patches where there are spectator where it's spectator lined. Um, I've never seen anything like this, where for basically nine straight mm-hmm. miles, you are you have supporters coming out and music, mm-hmm. and that's why that's what kept me coming back. And I would have said all this well before I was actually pay, being paid sure. by the Boilermaker. <laughs> of course, of course. So, but I mean, that's why I'm excited to work for them because it's something mm-hmm. that I really genuinely think is awesome. And uh, well, it makes your life better. It makes yeah. your life better and easier when you go to work and you have respect and yeah. you care about the thing you're actually working yeah, for. Yeah, absolutely. You know I mean? Yeah, I mean, if you're fake, you'll you, it'll be exposed sooner or later. Yeah. So it makes it a lot easier to actually believe in what you're doing. Uh, so I know you've only been there uh, relatively recently, but mm-hmm. maybe you've talked to enough people to know, what is the turnaround on this Boilermaker? Like, once Boilermaker 39 ended, mm-hmm. was it immediately, like, the next day they went to the office, like, we got to start getting ready for 40? Well, or? I guess, you know, I haven't been a part of the cycle yet. Yeah. I guess from what I hear, obviously things really ramp up around March mm. and, uh, you know, things kind of reach a fever pitch in mm. June and then right up to the race. Mm. Um, and then, you know, a couple of weeks after the race, there's plenty of work to be done sure. as well and kind of closing things out. Um, and then everybody kind of takes a deep breath in August and everybody takes kind of a step back, comes back in September. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we're it's a relatively quiet period right now, but there's plenty of work to be done, believe me. Mm. Uh, well, speaking of which, Boilermaker 40 coming up, you were talking about uh, most of the people you have who do work for the show as volunteers. Well, the Boilermaker has, we have a, f- um, a few full-time staff members. Mm-hmm. Um, there's only four of us that work on a full-time basis, but what really um, allows an event of this magnitude to happen yeah. is this massive, massive um, mm-hmm. volunteer base that we have. Um, thousands and thousands of people who, um, a lot of whom have been doing this for a really long time, and yeah. they're the ones that really make the Boilermaker the mm-hmm. awesome event that it is, because yeah. um, it's obviously a huge, huge undertaking. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing, too. You know, when you run the race, you sometimes get caught up in the narrative of being in the crowd and running through and seeing all these people in these places. But one of the things you forget is how many people are out there uh, just at the water stations or even, you know, just this just doing anything they can to get the Mm -hmm. race across, even though they're not running. Those people are doing just as much good work for the city as the people who run, as people put on the event. This is a huge community community effort. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, and that would not happen without all the volunteers who come out for it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Uh, Well, listen, uh, Jordan, before we get into the more... fun-filled section, I would say, the show, the more Halloween, uh, the Halloween-appropriate sections. Where can people get a hold of you uh, if they want to get in contact with you for volunteer work? Yeah, just call the Boilermaker headquarters, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you can get in touch with me, or uh, you can shoot me an email at uh, jpeters at boilermaker.com. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, one of the things I really want to say is we were just talking about the volunteers, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, this is our 40th year. Um, a lot of the people that have been responsible for making the Boilermaker this awesome event that we all love for the past 40 years have been doing it for almost 40 years. Yeah. Um, and if the Boilermaker is going to continue being this awesome, awesome event for the next 40 years, mm. um, we really want to get the next generation of uh, young Utica people involved mm. um, in any way that they see possible. It's just mm. it's an awesome thing to be a part of. Um, and there's also this, you know, this unfortunate... Uh, label that sometimes people put on um, young people in their 20s that they have no interest in volunteering, mm. that they don't have that selflessness that our parents right. have. And yeah. obviously, I think that's that's BS. And it's I think true. we should prove, every, prove to everybody yeah, that yeah. that's not true. And that, you know, there's uh, plenty of young people out there in Utica mm. that, you know, want to get involved in this just because, oh, yeah. um, you know, it's a great thing to be involved in and a great thing for the community. And those are the people that um, we want to reach and yeah. we want to bring them in the fold because, mm. uh, frankly, um, we need them. 
get out there, folks. Do good work. Help out a great city cause that's been going on for 40 years. 40 years. Older yes. than me. Very few things are older than me these days. Um, so, uh, Jordan, thank you for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. I want to get into the lightning round section of questions oh with you. Uh, but because this is the Halloween episode, I do have a few additional Halloween-themed questions to shout at you. Number one, did you already wear a Halloween costume this year, or have you picked one out? I have not. I've, I'm, I guess I'm a little boring in that sense. I'm not a huge. <laughs> I'm not a huge costume guy, really. All right, no costume. Not a cosplayer. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Yeah. Uh, number two, is the Boilermaker haunted? The boy. People have. <laughs> <laughs> people have been saying that for years. Um, our new headquarters. It's an old building, and I've heard rumors about um, about some spooky things happening in the basement. Mm. Um, but uh, I haven't yet had that experience, but I will definitely keep you informed of, any, of any electrical outages. Please let me know. I'm glad you... Any ooze, if I find any yes. ooze on the old Boilermaker mugs or anything like that. Yes, I need to know. That's usually a sign of some ectoplasm. It's, or, it's important. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad... Good use of the word spooky. That's been our word of the day on this episode. Um, give me one of your... Give me one Halloween or spooky film for our listeners to enjoy this Halloween weekend. Mm. Um... I uh, recently watched The Conjuring. I know that's not new, a few years, oh, a few years old. Yeah. And, you know, I think, you know, horror, the horror genre has suffered lately, mm. um, past 10, 15 years. Mm. Um, that's a good, you know, kind of almost like throwback horror movie that yes. I haven't seen in a long time. Uh, I will tell you what uh, my co-host of the show has been saying for weeks and weeks now. If you liked The Conjuring, go watch some movie called The Witch. Apparently that. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I've actually, uh, yeah, I've seen the trailer for that yeah. movie. That it looks like they're onto something there. Apparently that's that's the one this year. Wow. That's okay. Yeah. All Good right, Jordan. We're gonna get into the lightning round of questions. These are the same five questions we ask everybody who's been on the show for the last thirty-five <laughs> episodes, including the premiere of a brand new one. Congratulations, you're gonna oh, get thanks. the first new one. Uh, number one. In the morning, Jordan, when you wake up, how do you take your coffee? Black. Black, another tally on the black coffee list. <laughs> yeah. I've had so many people lately. It used to, as I say it all the time, it used to be heavy in like flavored coffee, honey. Yeah. No, last few weeks, just either no coffee or black no, coffee. No, let's cut right to the chase. I mean, we're just drinking it to wake up. <laughs> uh, number two, what was your first automobile? Uh, Mercury Tracer. Mercury Tracer? Yeah. Ooh. Or uh, it's basically a Ford Escort, if you guys are familiar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Escorts, yeah, yeah. I got a Taurus out front, man. It, it's home, close to home. Yeah, great vehicle. Uh, uh, what was the first rock and roll concert, or I guess any concert you ever yeah. attended? Um, Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam mm. in Pearl Jam in Madison Square Garden. My sister was nice enough to take Ooh. me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, you're Pearl Jam. I was going to talk about Pearl Jam yeah. with you in a minute. We were going to get to that, but uh, Kevin and I were big Pearl Jam guys growing up. Yeah. I haven't seen them since probably 2006. Uh, what was your first Pearl Jam album? What was you? What got you into Pearl Jam? Uh, it was Yield. Yield. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was probably like yeah. ten years old when that album came out, yeah. and just listened to it on repeat, basically. Um, I played in a band in high school yeah. with a friend of mine. Uh, this guy Nick Vasali, and he was a massive, massive Pearl Jam guy. All yeah. the guys were in a Pearl Jam, and I mm-hmm. didn't really. I was coming from like a a different place in music uh-huh. at that time, and it wasn't until like those guys showed, and I got I got so heavy into Pearl Jam. I yeah. was like, like, the Yield era, and I went back and listened to verses like a hundred thousand times. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I could I could do, probably, like, we could do a whole podcast. Oh, we definitely can. Just, yeah, I'll come just... back and we'll do it sometime. <laughs> that would be awesome. Um, so, besides Pearl Jam, for this next question, uh, give me one book, album, 
film or TV show you are currently reading, listening to, or watching? Oh, I'm uh, I'm really into Westworld right now. Oh, on HBO. Interesting. Yeah, I think uh, episode number four is tonight. Yeah. Actually, what's what's the hot take so far? Don't spoil it, but should why why should people be watching the show? Um, it's just uh, it's this it's an awesome blend of like sci-fi mm. and um, kind of in westerns, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, if you're, I'll say this, if you're a big Game of Thrones fan, mm-hmm. I think, and they're, they don't share that many similarities, but I just think that they, they strike the same kind of chord, sure. not just being HBO produced mm-hmm. things, but I mean, oh my God, HBO is just killing it, aren't they? Like awesome. just reinventing TV. They honestly, and, like, they just set the standard for so many other, other platforms. Yeah. And it's not like there's not other great platforms mm-hmm. out there. I, I always constantly talk about how great Netflix has mm-hmm. been over the last few years, especially with their original yeah. content. Yep. Although their movie and TV content, their licensed content is taken a hit i think it's been for the better yeah um but yeah hbo still continues they have the best budget they can they can spend that money and get those shots that other places can't yeah i mean the production values of westworld are absolutely Mm. awesome it's just a really interesting world did did you ever watch the movie westworld um i haven't but i've looked it up and believe me i've wikipedia (laughs) it and uh um so i know a little bit about it yeah yeah yeah. it's it's a michael crichton thing and actually it shares like there's also a lot of similarities it shares with jurassic park yeah yeah yeah. Um, yeah, it's really interesting. If you haven't, uh, if you haven't yet, I suggest you check it out. Yeah. That's Yul Brenner in that old one. He was the guy from The King and I, and then he's also the android oh, robot. Really? It's, a oh, good, okay. it's a good career arc. Um, <laughs> uh, this is the first new one we've had in a long time. Uh, if imagine that you are a professional wrestler or a baseball <laughs> player or a athlete of some sort, yeah. what is your theme or entrance music? Oh, uh, how about uh, Return of the Mac? Return of the Mac. Yeah, Mark <laughs> Morrison. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's a Deep 90s cut, man. Mark Morrison. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm, Just it, imagine that, walking out with that song playing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play you out on that one, I think, after we're done with this. Return of the Mac. I don't oh, know man. if I can do it justice, but I would like to, you know, I would like to have that. Have you done that one karaoke? Is that... No, no. I've never done that in karaoke setting. I haven't, no. Uh, yeah. So, and last but not least, uh, Jordan Peters, before you, uh, before we head out today, besides uh, the Boilermaker, hockey, uh <laughs> I guess Return of the Mac by Mark Morrison <laughs> and Pearl Jam. Give me one other thing that you are passionate about. Um, I am passionate about uh, dogs and especially the plight that pit bulls are facing mm. um, in certain areas of the country. Mm. I am a pit bull owner oh, and wow. they are uh, terrific, terrific dogs. And if you're looking for a dog, I suggest you go rescue one because there are plenty mm. out there that, that need rescuing and they need homes. And they're great family dogs and um, you won't regret it. Mm. Trust me. Jordan, it was a real pleasure having you on the show. Congratulations uh, at your new position. Thank We're you. looking forward to talking to you again soon. Yes, Folks, yes if, please. if you're interested in volunteering for this great event, you can go to uh, Boilermaker.com. Um, well, yeah, you can find our number on yeah. there, which will then get you in touch with me or just shoot me an email directly. Either way, um, I'm, not a, I'm not a hard person to get a hold of. Mm. So just contact the Boilermaker and uh, you'll be able to get in touch with me. Mm. Uh, folks, thank you again. Uh, we're going to get back to the show. Halloween episode number 70, Jordan Peters. It's been very spooky. <laughs> Thanks for having me. No problem.
him telling us that it was his theme song, his personal theme song of choice. That was Return of the Mac by Mark Morrison. Uh, I really enjoy that song. You know, that's the first time in a British long- R&B superstar, British. Mark Morrison. <laughs> what I never understood about that song is I didn't know any other songs he had before that. So I was curious. You don't if, need to. No. But how do you 30 return? 30 seconds into that, you know it doesn't matter. He's back. He's returned. <laughs> back from where? He from was never here. He, it should be called the the coming of the Mac. He's here. Okay. The arrival of the Mac no. would have been a more appropriate. It doesn't song. flow. Uh, no. So actually, the the reason we talked about that is uh, I added a new question to the lightning round for the first time in seventy episodes, mm-hmm. uh, and it was I asked him to pick a theme song, and that was the that was the choice he chose. So since you guys have never done the lightning round, if you guys got to choose a theme song, so I'll, I'll frame it for you guys. You are a professional wrestler or some sort of athlete who has an entrance or uh, or segue into your performance. What is your theme song? On your way out. Kev, you have to go first. I feel like it would be different because, like, if you say, okay, if you say pro wrestler, that's a whole different thing. Am I like a bad, like, what's my character? I might come out to, if I were a pro wrestler, I'd probably come out to Laid to Rest by Lamb of God is what I would come out to. Laid I'd be a bad rest. guy and I'd be hurting people real bad. Mm. If I was a baseball player, I'd stick with Teenage Wasteland by The Who. Teenage Wasteland. Just like Paul O'Neill. Like, when those, when the synth hits and the piano drops, the dun, 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 that's the best <laughs> thing in the world. Uh, for wrestling, it has always been good guy, bad guy. I'm, I'm a tweener, certainly. Uh, for me, it's always been Sabotage by the Beastie Boys. Oh, okay. Because That's it's fair. got that good guitar intro that builds mm-hmm. up into into thing. It's kind of short. Uh, for baseball, <laughs> Dance the Night Away by Van Halen. Because it's got that sweet, sweet guitar intro when you come in. That from... It's good. Wow. You That's pretty to accurate. It. It's pretty wow. good. It's a good one. You know why? Because it seems like the kind of song that... When playing in the background, you could like tip your cap to and raise your hand to the crowd. You're like, yeah, yeah, what's up, guys? I'm here to party. I might oh pick Power God. by Kanye West. Power by Kanye too. West. That mm. might also be the song. Mara, is that enough sufficient time for you to choose some theme songs? Are you still stressing out about it? Definitely stressing, but I'd probably pick something from Celine Dion. Celine Dion. Is that weird? Or Cher. Ooh. Okay. Cher. Like Turn Back Time? That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, yeah, really anything by Cher or Celine because those are my spirit animals. Okay. Celine. You know what I liked about Celine is that she's got that 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 huskiness in her voice. I'm just trying to picture like a professional. <laughs> Can you, you should do the Celine. <laughs> I need that. I'm glad that's on tape. Uh, I'm glad I'm going to make that my ringtone. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> I'm just trying to picture a pro wrestler coming out to my heart will go on. Like yeah. they're getting all pumped up for like a cage match. Like I'm going to kill you. And then Ooh, like me. Or Tony far. Braxton, Unbreak My Heart. Unbreak My Heart. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really passionate. Tony, good. <laughs> All right, so uh, we've gotten way off topic with theme songs. Let's get into some more Halloween-themed questions, and let's answer another mailbag question. This is from our good pal, Pete Forgets. Shout out to Pete Forgets. Uh, this is uh, this is a question, I guess, more for me and Kev, I guess, about which is the more penultimate Halloween super babe. Is it Morticia Adams from the Adams Family? That's a question yes. for all three people. The answer is yes. Or, li- or Lily Munster from the Munsters. Nope, Morticia. Mm. No. Morticia yes. knew what she was doing. Yeah. yeah. She's an originator. She yeah, yeah, she knows. She's small. Now, I had to look up Lily Munster because it's been a long time since I watched The Munsters. That was like a Nick at Night show for me growing up. Mm-hmm. But, I used to like that show. Uh, Lily Munster is whatever. I will say a better argument is Morticia Adams versus Elvira. I was just going to say that. Yo, Mistress oh. of the Dark. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, no. See, the difference here is that Elvira... Elvira's a tryhard. Morticia's just got it like that. There you nah, go. Nah, nah, nah. You, you made that way more negative than it needed to be. <laughs> No, 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 no. Elvira is campy pinup style. Uh, Morticia is glam goth style. You have two separate subcultures of, like, goth here. You have, like, some two shades of darkness here. 
I find Elvira's campy darkness charming. Okay, but what if Elvira didn't have the boobs? Would she? What? What? What else would she really well, be compared to Morticia? Come it's on. tough. She's got terrible bangs. Those bangs are tough out of <laughs> out of context. You got to put that context to when she was popular, right? Because when you look at don't look up don't look up a picture of Elvira now. It's not a no, great no, 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 it's no. not a great sight. Morticia's timeless though. Well, well you know what? And Morticia got updated with. Uh, who is who played her in the more recent movies? Was it Angela Angela uh, Angelica Houston? Angelica Houston, yeah. and that helped to keep her with that. Those that. movies were great for like something Yo. used to be a TV show. They did a great job with those movies. The Adams Family movies. Yeah, they're my favorite. I watch them over and over and over. Well, really? Can you go? You can go as Wednesday Adams. I thought about it, but then I'd have to do white face. And I don't know. If I, I don't know if that's that. chill. I don't know if we, I'm not offended yeah. by it. I, I've heard. We're fine. Go I just would prefer not to. As, uh, as two uh, 18 to 35 white gentlemen, we can speak for most other white people. We say that's pretty fine. Okay, that's okay. Thanks. We're not going to be offended. As long as you guys it. say it's okay. <laughs> yeah, we, I feel comfortable speaking for all white people. Uh, okay. You have white so, friends, so. I do. I have, I have a lot of white friends. Uh, <laughs> so let's move on to uh, some more Halloween stuff here. Uh, and this is, uh, this is some personal questions for you guys. Right, oh we're gonna boy. get into nostalgic Halloween stuff here. Okay, uh, let's start with you here, Mara. For you, when you think about your best Halloween moment, like when you first, when someone says Halloween, the first thing that comes to your mind about Halloween. Um, I guess I have a few. I don't know. When I was living in Holland Patton, it was the first time I got egged trick or treating. Yes. So that was. That's an important moment. Painfully fun. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then I washed off in a church bathroom. Hmm. That's yeah. that's intense. There's got a lot of levels to that. Yeah, it's a good it's a good story, but I mean, it sucked. Don't get egged when it's cold out. Yeah, you it learn. Hurts. <laughs> There's a shift in your life when you go from trick or treating Halloween to like raising hell, raising hell <laughs> Halloween, yeah. right? And I think that's an important moment because my moment is actually that there was that moment where I remember I was like, it was the year I went as the ghost face killer from Scream as my Halloween costume, right? right. Just like. Everybody else that year. It was like 100,000 right. of us. And I remember like doing trick-or-treating very quickly, but like sort of like I, like I didn't really care. I just wanted candy. I was like, oh, trick-or-treat. Oh, I, <laughs> I just want candy. I mean, uh, but that evening quickly like deteriorated into like we were using lighters to melt the ends of this of the shaving With cream. With the needle in the shaving cream yeah, to make yeah. it go further. Yeah, that's a life hack. You put okay, so you put a needle inside the shaving <laughs> cream head, like a, like a not a needle like a hypodermic needle, like a like a sewing needle. Uh huh. And you melt, use a lighter, and you melt the shaving cream around the needle head, and okay. it creates a the tight, plastic part. The, of the plastic part around it. And it melts around it and creates a really, really tight, small little hole. So when you squeeze the shaving cream, it shoots out way farther. Because the pressure builds up. The pressure builds up. It's just science, guys. Mm. It's science. It's too great, much work. That's no. some great 13-year-old hoodlum knowledge. Engineering. You, you got to fill your backpack up with the shaving cream and then a couple rolls of TP. And, you know, eggs, eggs is like a kids, different level. That's just mean. Eggs is property damage. Eggs um, is property damage. It is. I feel like I don't see as much stuff like that now. No. I feel like people do that less. Like, you don't really see it out in neighborhoods the day after Halloween. I'd hope not. You know what the problem is, too, is, like, Halloween needs to fall. Halloween doesn't have a set day of the week. No. Because it has a set day of the year. Right. right? It's, it's like Christmas, right? Christmas is always the 25th matter what day of the year it is. Halloween on a Monday is tough. Like, we're going to be recording next week's episode during Halloween. Like, oh. we might theoretically have people 
knocking at the door asking Should for next candy. week have been the Halloween episode? Or no, because it won't go up until November 1st. It won't go up until Tuesday morning. Yeah, so people can think about the Halloween they just had. We could have two Halloween. Oh. Multiple <laughs> Halloween episodes. <laughs> just keep um, the spooky going for next week. Kev, what about you? Biggest Halloween moment? Um... I feel like you have to have two because I remember Halloween as a little kid. Mm. Like, I just remember going out trick-or-treating. I remember one year, um, my Aunt Margaret had a daughter. My cousin Carrie was born on Halloween. Mm. And so uh, the rest of her, a bunch of her kids, my cousin Colin, had to come stay at my house because his mom was in the hospital with you know yeah, his yeah. dad that night. And so we went out trick-or-treating. I was Zorro. He was Captain America. We got a ton oh, nice. of cotton candy and then built a fort in my room. And like then Carrie was born, and like I love I love my cousin Carrie a ton, and so that was a really cool Halloween. I always think about her on Halloween, but then there's years older, like some of the Halloween parties and some of the different cool things you've done. Like as an older person for Halloween, Mm. I always remember when we played. um, Our friend Eddie Arcuri had a Halloween party that he threw up on his family's land in this like bunker, like stone barn that they had. They put a bunch of hay in there with a stage. Like, four or five bands would play, and then there was a DJ, and it was a costume party, and we played that one year. We brought the bus, yes. and that was a really, really we good Halloween. It was a really good Halloween. I remember that was one of my most scandalous Halloween costumes. Uh, we played that show, and I was dressed as a priest. Oh, I had you a, were. I had a full priest costume on, and I remember I sang a No Effects song with a cover band that was on beforehand. Yes. It was one of the highlights of my like punk rock life. I still think that was my punkest moment, dressed as a priest singing punk rock songs I remember that time you wrapped the quarter on your neck and climbed the rafters at Albies. I did do that. that was also <laughs> uh, no, but I remember, and this was really weird. I remember the priest costume. I had like regular clothes underneath. It was just the the I guess the Hobbit, right? You call it that? That's, no, it's not the Hobbit. Is that what it's called? called? Really? No, no, no it's the, not Hobbit. the Hobbit. I feel like that's definitely nuns wrong. wear a habit on their head. That's a what habit. you're thinking of. Yeah. A Hobbit is Jared <laughs> Tolkien, and you're out of here. Ooh, the Hobbit. Classic. A cassock, sure. A robe. Anyhow, anything. <laughs> the priest garment. She put it on. So. I had this big belt buckle on. It was skull and crossbones, and I put it on the front of my belt. So at the end of the show, I lifted up my priest gear to show off my skull and crossbones belt buckle. Very edgy. Oh, my. I remember I was I had a killer Jason Voorhees costume that year, and I was playing bass, and I had mm. the mask on for like half the show, and I just had to take it off. I was just like sweating so bad while playing a show under that mask, jumping around. See, you have the the benefit of being so Six large. Five. Yeah, I look like Jason. Any yeah. costume you wear is going to be intimidating. That Jason costume on me looks dumb. That Jason <laughs> costume on you looks horrifying, especially because you know how to do the weird head thing where you tilt your head around and oh, scare people. Yeah. That's not very nice. That's good. Uh, <laughs> all right, so uh, let's go on to personal haunted experiences, guys. Have you ever had a personal haunted experience? Personal haunted experience makes it sound so different than what you're well, asking. Well, I guess, I guess let's prerequisite this then. Do you guys believe in ghosts? Ghosties, totally. Yes, you believe in well, ghosts. Well, what are you talking about? Like ghosts, spirits, energies, paranormal? Like, what are you talking about? The way you're answering this question makes me believe that you have complex thoughts about <laughs> it. So I'm going to say yes, you believe in ghosts, right? You believe, sure. Yeah, I'm sure. getting the vibe that you have some sort of thought about the spiritual world yeah yeah i definitely do i don't know i think it's i think it's there but i mean it's fun to think about when you can't really prove it but i lived off of like all of those ghost hunter shows and (laughs) oh i love it i eat it up i really do but my dad's really into that stuff too so i went to a ghost hunt one time yeah Uh, i went to they did a presentation about this like local ghost hunter group and what they had found at the Capitol theater in rome and so you're in there, and they're like, you know, these are our recordings. We've been in here for the past bunch of days. And they had some, like, kind of compelling stuff that 
the people when you met them afterwards and actually knew a couple people in the group didn't seem smart enough to fake so something happened in their video mm. Mm. and uh, then they turned out all the lights for like the VIP thing and they took a couple people out like ghost hunting in the bowels yeah. of the Capitol Theater with all the lights off you know there's little like EVP monitors and stuff like that and it was really creepy it was a lot of fun mm. I would say my problem with ghosts is that I'm like a Cosmos Neil deGrasse Tyson guy and I don't know if spirit prove it yeah, right? Yeah. Prove it. I don't know if ghosts and science, like, mesh as closely as I want them to for me to believe in ghosts. I think at that point you have to move it into something more that there's levels of, like, energy and, yeah. and things crossing over, like, more than maybe human beings can directly perceive about the universe around them. I can buy into something like yeah. that. It makes sense that, you know, saying ghosts is a human's way of trying to explain the unexplainable. Mm. You can buy into that, though. I could. That's how you sell Tyson on it. I see. Mm, okay. So have you guys ever had a haunted experience or experience you felt may have been a little spooky? Well, okay. Yeah. All okay. right. All right. So this, you guys are going to think I'm nuts. All right. So I used, Excellent. I used to live in this really old house in Holland Patton, and I got this really... I, I was sleeping. I had, like, this kind of walk-in closet kind of doorway, and... I had, like, opened my eyes one night, and I, because I felt like someone was staring at me, mm -hmm. and I had sworn that I had seen someone like this, he must have been, like, six foot three, like, really, really skinny, just, like, completely emaciated from top to bottom, and it almost looked like he was wearing, like, some kind of dress or something, so I freaked out, I, like, ran out to my parents, mm -hmm. and I was, like... I don't know, I think there's someone in my room. Like, I was freaking out. I was, like, crying. And then it was weird because my parents... I had, like, a bunch of weird light switches in my room. Like, there was a bunch of, like, three light switches, and they, mm -hmm. they controlled everything electronic in the room. And so I asked my parents about it, and I was like, I swear I saw, like, this guy in my room. You need to go in and check. And my parents were like, oh, you know, you know who lived here before, right? And it was this mm. judge, but he was sick. And he was dying. Oh. And he was staying in my room. Oh. And the reason why the switches were on the side oh. was because he couldn't walk around the room. And they showed me this picture of him. And they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the people who used to live here dropped off a bunch of pictures. So they showed me the picture. And the guy was like six foot three. When he was dying, he was like mm. really skinny. He had this big nose. And I was like, oh, my God. What was That's... he? Like maybe he was in like the gown. You know what I mean? And I mean, I was really young though, so they say that children have like a really weird personality and That's, imagination. But do you read a lot of really interesting stories about uh, children, like under five, like little kids saying things and yeah. knowing about things that they have no way to know about, or like being able. You hear things about like, little kids describing like a grandparent that passed away before mm. they were born, saying, yeah. "Oh, they were in my room." Or, like kids talking about their previous life, being accurate about stuff. I love stories like that because those yeah. are really. Well, That's creepy stuff. And it's like because we become so unaware of our surroundings and we close off so many things with our mind and we don't use our brain so much that honestly when we're when we're older I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if we just stop seeing things like that. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, see. The mind closes as you get It doesn't open as you get older. Your mind closes as you get older. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Well, it's like they say with animals too. Like they always say animals are like more in tune with like disturbances and like the environment and like spaces as well. So that's why always in the horror movies you see the animals. They know yeah. first. Yeah. Pay attention to the different stimuli and syntax. Yeah, see? So maybe there is some science in here. I'm going to find some science in here. Uh, guys, so I want to answer another uh, mailbag question. Again, Julie Duke sent us about nine mailbag questions. Oh she loves Julie Dukes is always good for some <laughs> mailbag Halloween. work. She's the mailbag loves MVP. Halloween. She is. Uh, she wants to know what our favorite local haunted legend is. Mm. Mm. Well, when I lived in Holland Patton, um, we had the Butterfield House. The Butterfield House. Yeah, that's what we used to this. call it. It's called the Manor now. 
But it was really old, and it was, like, completely redone. I think it was called the Butterfield House. I literally lived right up hmm. the street from it. And it was, like, this big this up in the internet. apartment building. And it was old, and, like, no one ever really went My in there. My old building you're talking about. Yeah, the yeah, huge yeah, yeah, one yeah. on the corner on mm-hmm. Main Street. Yeah. Um, people always said that was haunted. I just liked it. But they've completely redone it, and it's beautiful now. But I've never experienced anything personally with it. I just liked how it looked. The Butterfield House has its own discussion platform on topics. Ooh, there, there we you go. go. Uh. Interesting. Um, well, I had I went up to Halloween one year. I was like nineteen. It was like my first year in college, and I went with the girl I was seeing at the time and her friend and the friend's boyfriend. We went up to Star Hill on Halloween night. Mm. We were driving up in those like deep roads all the way in the hills where it's one lane seasonal use. Yeah. And just as we crested a hill, there was a dude in the middle of the road with an axe. Get out! As sure as day, I was turning over, looking to the side, <laughs> talking to my girlfriend in the passenger seat. We we're going five miles an hour. The girl in the back seat screamed like a scary movie. I whipped my head around and I saw this dude just out there. I have goosebumps. Standing in the middle of the road. <laughs> I put the car in reverse because there's no room to turn around. It was too narrow yeah. up there. Yeah. There's no room to turn around. So Ugh. I had to go out for like two miles God. going like pedal to the floor in reverse <laughs> trying to get out of there. It looked like the hypnotized music Ugh. video. Like I'm just looking back and there's so many trees and finally I can turn around. Now realistically, that was probably just a man who lives in the woods who was sick of all these kids coming up and breaking his balls on Halloween. Yes, Maybe. for sure. But Maybe. he had something in his hand. <laughs> like, um, I did some research on this. For me, I always remember the first place that I remember being told was haunted was the Stanley. That the Stanley had a haunted seat in it. Famous haunted. Famously haunted seat. Uh, I did some research in the internet. Here's a couple more places than Utica and the surrounding we areas. Ask, we asked that uh, lovely girl from the Stanley who was on the Halloween show she last year. She chose not to haunting. comment. And she wouldn't comment. Would not comment. I think a no comment means more than a comment in this situation. So here's some places that are popular. Riskity Battlefield, obviously, is considered very haunted. Uh, Utica Psych Center was a place that growing up and going to Donovan, we always used to talk about how creepy it was over there. Yeah. They don't let you go walk around over there. It's not chill. And that's, you know, that's kind of a point about it. Like, it's the only place that's supposed to be haunted that has a barbed wire fence around it. Mm -hmm. There's something to that. Mm. I remember going into Broad Acres when we were younger. Broad we all used Acres. to go into Broad Acres before they tore it down up in Deerfield, that old mm. psych place with the underground tunnel with the mm. clowns painted on the wall and the little kid faces. Uh, Star Hill obviously was on there as well. Uh, Erie Canal Village, considered highly haunted, also does an excellent Halloween event if you're looking for cool stuff to do. Erie Canal Proctor Village. Park. Yo, Proctor Park was the one that, dude, you remember we used to drive down there and the Sally's car? Yeah. I know that's, we're, we're past the student limitations where we get in trouble. Oh, with that, for right? sure, yeah. Yeah, it's we used to drive. Minor trespassing. <laughs> very minor trespassing. We used to drive our buddy Nick's car into Proctor Park at night to see if you could see the shadow of the girl who was killed there yeah. on the wall. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. I didn't know. There's about a spot. Oh, yeah, there's a spot in Proctor Park, apparently, where some girl was killed at night by either a murder or whatever. I don't know. But apparently, if you. It's probably just an illusion when you see the lights in the road, but apparently there's a way that you look at the wall and you can see her shadow against the wall. The shadow over, like, hanging yeah. down there, and you're supposed to be able to see it. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Park, Park's supposed to be haunted that. down there. And then the number one, uh, we sort of hinted around it, Beardsley Castle uh, is considered one of the more haunted regions in all of central New York. Huh. Uh, unexplained apparitions. Do they still do the Beardsley Castle Halloween party? Is that still a thing? The Beardsley, if it is still a thing, they should stop it. Because it's, no way. It's, it was the best. it's madness. It was like, it's it the was. most debaucherous Halloween event I've ever been to. That it's, sounds good. It's, it's unreal. You can't believe when you're there, I can't believe that it was like here. It's uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's the best. It's it's wild. It's certainly wild. Um, but Beardsley Castle, even more than the Halloween parties, which if you've never been to them and you still like to party like that, you should go check it out. I'm too old to party like that. 
Not anymore. That's because you got a bad attitude. You're got a bad attitude. You've got a bad attitude for Just party. shake it out a little bit. Have a cup of coffee. Uh, get out there. But do you remember? <laughs> Bring your dinosaur costume. We were in for a while of driving around to like places we thought were Ghost abandoned hunting. or haunted. Yes. We really did that for a long time. And I remember going up to Beardsley. We went that crypt in the woods. That was bordering on less than minor trespassing. We were really walking around that place. Yeah, I mean, no, we weren't doing anything. Who's to say? But we found like old cornfields up there and like that abandoned walking, like walking through, walking through a seven foot tall cornfield in the middle of the night with just the moon shining on you was horrible. have you never seen Jeepers Creepers and you still oh, yeah. did that oh yeah I can't Listen. even drive past cornfields anymore to quote a great Halloween movie I ain't afraid of no ghost guys sometimes you gotta stare that part of life in the face guys before we go today I got a couple quick either ors for us Halloween based either ors before we head out for this episode uh First instincts on this one. Uh, Dracula or Frankenstein? Kevin, go. Frankenstein. Dracula. Mmm. He's sexy. <laughs> Bella Lugosi, very sexy. 1932. Uh, I'm going with Frankenstein as well on this. Not to. I'm, I'm down on vampires, but... Uh, I like vampires a lot, but I've always had a soft spot in my heart for Frankenstein. I like the book Frankenstein. It's a good book. It's That's really probably why. I read that when I was young. It's a better so book. I always go Frankenstein. Yeah, it's, it's a, a better great book. book. Ah, no, the Dracula book is really good. I care not for the Dracula book. Try it again. I did try it many times. Oh. Disjointed narrative. Maybe you're just yeah, subpar. Okay. Uh, candy corn or circus peanuts? Oh, oh circus Jesus. peanuts. Whoa. Candy corn is disgusting. Oh, you I'm think, sorry you're taking you're taking <laughs> circus peanuts. Yeah, and over I candy corn. And I hate circus peanuts. I partic- I picked two particularly bad candies for this particular reason. Like the worst. The worst two candies to receive. Oh man, like pass. Pass. Like, yeah, right? No just candy. Pass. Yeah, I could have like a candy corn if it's one of the ones that tastes kind of like chocolate, maybe like two, Oh, like, like a harvest maybe. corn. Like two yeah, maybe. Yeah, harvest corn. Oh, God. It's a different thing. Harvest different product. Like Form of that, torture. Man. Uh, haunted hayride or haunted house? Neither. I sorry. I oh. probably can't do that. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, okay. Um haunted house because I can run. Okay, You're when in I'm on a hayride, I have to jump off of a tractor <laughs> yes. and then run into an open field. I'm not doing that. Haunted, haunted hayride because I'd like to defend myself from the monsters from an elevated position. If they're coming mm. at me, come get on my cart if you want to come up here. You know, I was going Haunted house, you never know who's where. They might get the jump. That's a good point. Haunted house, you're going into their territory. Haunted you're you're on their plane. You have a motor. Yeah, you're like, getting away from that's, them. That's let's a go. good point. Uh, hmm, interesting. And last but not least, scary costume versus funny costume. Scary costume. Oh, have some respect for the I want a combination day. of both. Mm. I want both. I like funny and scary. Funny, scary costume. Yeah. To like be transcendent, to be transcendent, you've got to walk that line where you're both. But if you got to pick one, go with the scary. It's Halloween. This is real fringe. Yeah, you're right. When I was a kid, back in the Sangertown Square Mall, I used to go into Spencer's Gifts, and yeah. they had the top-notch Halloween mask like selection. And you'd always see these big, giant, intricate, like mutant bat heads or dragon heads. They'd be like 130 dollars, like the craziest masks. And they're so horrifying. And all I could think to myself was, how long would you want to wear that Mm-mm. before you're like, I'm tired of wearing this on minutes. my head? You have to. What happens when you have to take a drink? Like, do people <laughs> just not care about that? Don't you get thirsty? You wear it half on your head the whole time. It's well, like on top the of your. Point, then? See, I think that's for like early like cosplayers or something. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I got a question uh, for both of you guys. While I answer, this is my mailbag question. I'm mailing in right now. Mm. Um, if you could completely put like cost or feasibility out of the equation, like anything in the world, if you could have any Halloween costume, like character from a movie, you want to be Iron Man, you've got the full suit, the Iron Man, you look just like him. Mm. What would you be? Storm. 
Storm. Okay. Uh, it's got to be. That's a team player right there. <laughs> it's got to be Godzilla, right? It has to be. It's got to be full-size Godzilla costume. I'm like a huge Godzilla. Full-size. Not full Well, certainly not no, 200. Would, but would, that would be intense. Right. It would be funny. I mean, if like you were... full body, like encloses my full body where I'm looking out like the neck as opposed to like the face, right? I want like, like a mascot style Godzilla costume. Would that's, be tight. That's heavy duty. That makes sense. That'd be a good way to go. I think um, I would have to say Shredder. If yeah. I could get like a full Shredder from Ninja Turtles Shredder. costume yeah. with like the helmet yeah. and the like claw pads and everything mm. like that. That's a good Super one. Shredder. Not bad. Would you be Mohawk Storm if you're going X Men? Would you have the Mohawk? No, no, <laughs> like Halle Berry. Storm. Yeah, I'm trying to be Halle Berry. I work, work. <laughs> Halle Berry. All right, guys, uh, thank Halle you for joining Berry. us on this week's Halloween episode. Uh, follow Mara on Twitter at Mara Olivia with two A's. Uh, Kevin is ambiguous about your follows, whether he likes them or not. So it's mysterious that I just way. Just don't tweet at underscore Kevin Sullivan. <laughs> uh, follow me under at uh, not underscore at SF Doom on Twitter. Follow us at the Uticast. Send us mailbag questions that aren't Halloween related at Uticast at gmail.com. Uh, new episodes every week, folks. We made it to 70, 71 next week. You know what? And s- since we're recording next week and it will be on Halloween, if you do have a Halloween question, throw it in the mail. Yeah, throw it in anyway. Maybe we'll get to it. I'll take a hangover Halloween question. Yes. Halloween hangover next week, guys. I like that. Actually. Halloween hangover.